0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives with you again this week. So happy to be sharing this podcast with you. Today is episode number 92. My name is Lance Bain, and it's great to have you with me on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of Jesus while living, leading, and overcoming the everyday challenges we face in life. (laughs) I think I say it almost every week, man, we are facing challenges, aren't we? I Just uh, look at how much our nation is on the brink of what feels like great division, political division, racial division, financial division. Uh, So much is is going on, and it's why we need great leadership in this hour. And so today I want to talk to you about the subject of growing confidence. How can I grow confidence? You can, friends. You can actually grow confidence confidence. And I want to share with you today a little secret, if you will, uh, maybe a leadership hack on how we can grow confidence. Hey, before we jump into that, though, don't forget to check out lancebane.com You can get today's handwritten show notes that I jotted down to help me with the podcast. And at LanceBain.com, you can get and access lots of other resources as well. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me through LanceBain.com. You can also leave a review for our podcast. would love to hear from you. i have been getting some comment, comments through Podbean, which I really appreciate. If you could leave a review on Spotify or iTunes podcast, that would really, it literally would help us, and I would love for you to do that and share this with your friends. If what we're talking about today is adding value to your life, Why wouldn't you want to share that with your friends? So please consider sharing what we're talking about in this podcast with those that you love and those that you care about. All right, (laughs) episode 92, growing confidence. John Maxwell says that when the leader lacks confidence, others lack commitment. When the leader lacks confidence, others lack commitment. Let's say it positively. When the leader flourishes or overflows with confidence, others will overflow with commitment. Others will overflow with commitment. And I love thinking about the positive aspect of that because it creates a vision. I don't want a vision rooted in lack or a vision that is primarily contextualized with lack, a leader who lacks confidence others will lack commitment. Let's talk about surplus. Let's talk about abundance. Let's talk about growth and vision and having more. And so if we flip this around, when the leader overflows with confidence, others will overflow with commitment. And so I think this is really important for us to talk about, because we want our teams to be committed to the sales goal, the projects, the IT accomplishment, the ministry, the hospitality, to whatever it is that that you're leading. We want people to have a joy-filled, deep, devoted, and committed attitude and reality, a lifestyle, (laughs) towards our team and towards what we're doing, all right? So today we're going to be talking about growing confidence. So what is confidence? Well, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines confidence as four things. One, a feeling or consciousness of one's powers or of reliance upon one's circumstances. The second definition is a faith or a belief that one will act in a right and proper way. The third definition is the quality or state of being certain, certitude. And the fourth definition is a relation of trust or intimacy, a relation of trust or intimacy. I love these definitions. I think they're all very relevant and believe they're very relevant for us today because I want you as a leader to have those feelings and those conscious realities of what you've been empowered to do. How you're gifted to do it, how you've been given opportunity to do it, how you're going to be resourced to make you and help you be as successful as possible as you rely upon others and you rely upon certain circumstances and situations. Confidence clearly needs to be a faith or a belief that that you're going to act in a right way, a proper way, a healthy way, a way that's going to add value to others. And certainly, certitude is important. We don't want unstable leaders, double minded leaders, because they're unstable in their ways. We want a leader that exudes and exhibits confidence. But confidence needs to be grown in the soil of humility. We talk about humility a lot on this podcast. It pops its beauty, it blooms like a beautiful flower almost every podcast. We get the fragrance of humility, and this is so important. Uh, And I'm going to talk about why in just a second. And a relation of trust or intimacy, that that people can depend on us. So this is uh, some basic definitions of confidence. Now, when I was putting these notes together, what what came to my mind was, how do I help my uh, listeners understand the difference between confidence and arrogance? And I want to give you just a simple framework for that. Uh, confidence is about adding value to others. So these feelings of empowerment, this faith and belief that, that you can act in the right way, the proper way, that there's a certainty and a stability to your leadership, and it's rooted in trust and intimacy. Patrick Lynchoni talks about how trust is the number one and the most critical foundation to any team having success. So confidence comes because you're a trustworthy leader. Confidence then is about adding value to others. It's taking all of that stuff that we define from in confidence, and we are utilizing it to add value to others. Arrogance is about adding value to ourselves at the expense of others. So confidence is others-focused. Arrogance is self-focused. I think that's a helpful definition for you if you're wrestling with, am I confident? Am I arrogant? Well, then who is this about? Is it about others? That starts to point the needle towards confidence. Is it about yourself and your own ego and your own sense of accomplishment, meeting your own needs? That starts to smell of arrogance. And so, about others, confidence. About yourself, arrogance. Now, to the insecure, to those around you who may be insecure, maybe are growing as leaders, or they may have their own sense of arrogance, they often will confuse confidence for arrogance. And so, just because Someone may come to you and say, man, you are so arrogant, or they accuse you of an arrogant attitude. Just use this little uh, framework. Am I arrogant? That means it's about me. Or am I confident this is about others? And and if it's helpful and you're able to, have a conversation with those people who perceive you to be arrogant or judging you that way, or they're relating to you as if you are that way. Have an honest conversation. And talk about how you're utilizing your confidence to add value to other people. And it would be, I think, a really insightful and meaningful conversation. So confidence is good. Arrogance is bad. Let's grow confidence. Now, you may be wondering, Lance, I'm all in. How do I grow confidence? Um, Is that just a natural born thing that some people are confident? Maybe. Maybe maybe but I think confidence and and recognize in my um, godly nearly 30 years now of of leading and not- for-profit organizations where you have to basically get a lot of things done utilizing volunteers your greatest point of leverage for volunteerism is the value you're adding to their life that they are actually growing in personal fulfillment and they experience the feelings of a rewarding life while they volunteer. And that's often the greatest leverage point you have for volunteers. And in that environment, confidence is really important because your confidence can't just exist on a position or a title. It has to be built on credibility. It has to be grown. And so how do we grow this confidence? Well, here's a simple formula that I've learned. I want to share it with you and then I want to break it down and talk about it. The formula is this, charisma or skill times character times managed anxiety equals confidence. Now, let me say that for you again. Charisma multiplied by character multiplied by managed anxiety will equal confidence. So, let me talk about each one of those for a moment. Charisma. Charisma. By charisma, I'm simply talking about your natural gifts and talents, abilities that you were born with, if you will. Maybe these are talents or gifts that you picked up culturally. Uh, Maybe you have parents that were wonderful artists and uh, you learned to be a wonderful artist, not by natural skill, as much as maybe as it is you observed and learned. So charisma is about natural gifts, talents. It's about training. It's about academic study. Uh, Not many of us are born natural scientists, but we have an interest in science and we learn to become great scientists. We learn to become great doctors. We learn to become wonderful business owners and CPAs and parents and ministry leaders and church leaders and whatever the case may be. There's actually academic study that can contribute to that. There's training, apprenticeship, mentoring, coaching that can contribute to your charisma. There's the natural gifts and talents. And then for my faith community... I would encourage you to also add to the charisma list supernatural abilities, supernatural abilities. That there are moments and times when the Holy Spirit uh, wants to give you insight, power, a word of knowledge, faith, a word of encouragement, uh, interpretation of a situation, a wisdom, uh, sp- specific details to people's lives that catches their attention. I had a friend the other day who was at a local store, and he was picking up some some products, and he didn't really need the products, but he felt like the Lord told him to go to the store and pick up the products, so he did. And while he was there interacting with this uh, sales associate, my friend gets a sudden word of knowledge, specific details about this sales associate's life, and he shares it with them, and it immediately got their attention. That's Charisma. Your confidence can be the byproduct of knowing I have been trained, I have been educated, I have been coached, I have been mentored. I have this natural talent, this natural gift and a supernatural ability. So this is charisma multiplied by character. Let's talk about character. Character has to do with maturity. It's uh, knowing that maturity, um, I'm really growing. I'm able to do what I say I'm going to do. It's obedience and uh, integrity, if you will, that I'm actually what I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And what I'm going to do is going to be beneficial for other people. And so character is about maturity, it's about obedience, it's about following instructions, being trustworthy, showing up on time, not making excuses, taking responsibility, and persevering through difficulty, not losing hope, learning how to how to grow and learning how to develop, being proactive. Being peaceful, being a problem solver, knowing how to deal with uh, conflict resolution. I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to our character. And when you've got these natural gifts, but you've got poor character, your confidence gets shaky because it's only in your natural gift. But people will look at you and say, "Mm, you definitely have a talent, but I don't know if I can trust you because your character is weak. And so people don't have confidence in you. And you want people to have confidence in you because you're their leader. You can actually grow confidence by recognizing your charisma. What are you good at? Naturally, not naturally. Get the training, get the coaching, get the development, and also pay attention to your character, sacrifice, and generosity in doing this for other people. Okay, let's talk about that third piece. Charisma multiplied by character multiplied by managed anxiety equals confidence. Anytime anxiety or fear is in the room, you're not going to get your best self. You're not going to get the best of others because fear and anxiety suddenly uh, consumes resources that look like self-protecting, managing yourself. You're not present. You're not focused. You're spiraling. You've got lots of nervous energy that is going on and rarely in those moments, do we make the best leadership decisions? Do we rarely, do we give the best leadership in those moments? And so here's how I manage anxiety. I I was talking to a friend earlier today. I said, I often feel like every day I have a, you know, a boxing match with anxiety and I usually win nine or 10 rounds out of a 12 round match with anxiety. It's there. I remember one time, a friend of mine said, Lance, you're going to have to learn to manage your anxiety. And I laughed at that story because I thought, no, we're supposed to remove anxiety. There should be no anxiety in the life of a Jesus follower. And while you may certainly believe that, and I certainly believe that there is an element of that that is true, it's not as if anxiety is like a spirit that is just taken away from us. It's It's a product of what we're focused on and what we're believing and and circumstances and trauma and situations a lot. It's a complex thing to it, but it often happens within and you can manage it so that you live hopeful, you live peaceful, you live confident. And so how do you manage anxiety? Well, I would encourage you, and I'm not a counselor. I'm not a trained counselor. I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm just sharing this out of my own experience of having intentionally battled anxiety now for nearly 12 years and if you need professional help i would encourage you to get professional help i've seen a therapist multiple times and they really saved my life from some very destructive things that were happening in my life and so i'm i'm and i encourage my friends to go see professional counselors and therapists and and if your anxiety is that deep seated you should probably consider doing that but for those of us who anxiety is a little more surface level it's not rooted in deep trauma you can manage anxiety by asking two questions. Number one, what do I need? Often my anxiety is just a cry, I need something. I need hope. I need belief. I need trust. I need a breakthrough. I need resources. I need a relationship. I need a conversation. I need to listen. I need this person to accomplish this thing. I need something to happen. And by simply recognizing what I need and then getting that need met, my anxiety is managed. So when you're feeling anxious, just pause and ask yourself this question What do I need right now that would help me not feel anxious? And then identify, what do you want to feel? Joy, power, hope, accomplishment, fulfillment, acceptance? I mean, What is it you want? And then simply say to yourself, um, my anxiety is telling me I need something. What do I need to get to this reality? The second question I would ask is, how can Jesus help me? How can Jesus help me? How does Jesus want to be involved in this process? Because this isn't self-help stuff, individuals, ladies and gentlemen, my beloved friends. This isn't just self-help. This is Galatians 5.23, Holy Spirit births in us the fruit of self-control. He empowers us to manage ourselves in a way that honors God, a yielded relationship to Jesus, and expresses to others what the lifestyle of a Christian is like, even in the most difficult of situations. And so we want to bring whatever it is we need To Jesus. So if I need a conversation with a loved one to help my anxiety dissipate, then Jesus, would you give me wisdom on how to have conversation? Would you be in this conversation so that we are good listeners? Would you help each of us be honest with each other? Would you help each of us listen and meet the needs of each other? Uh, There's a lot to this managing anxiety piece, way more than we can talk about in today's podcast. I would encourage you to check out Renee Brown, some of her material. My great friend Danny Silk at LovingOnPurpose.com has some fantastic material uh, on this subject of managing anxiety. And maybe beyond that, you want to consider some other resources. Dr. Henry Cloud has some great books along this subject material as well educate yourself, get informed, consider seeing a counselor at least for an introductory session to assess how significant and how deep is your anxiety. If you will, take your charisma, your skill, and multiply it with your character and multiply that with your ability to manage anxiety, I promise you, your confidence will go straight up. It will become stronger, and it will become more and more influential for you as a leader. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening today. Episode 92, Growing Confidence You Can. I believe in you. I love you. I'm for you. You are made in the image of God. Use your confidence to add value to other people. Avoid arrogance because that's all about yourself. Grow these feelings of one's empowerment. Grow in your faith and your belief that you're going to act in a proper and healthy way. Grow in the state of being confident and certain and trustworthy in your relationship and grow leveraging relational trust and intimacy to bring confidence to other people. You can grow that confidence by multiplying your charisma times your character, multiplied times managed anxiety and the product on the other side of the equal sign is managed anxiety. You can do it friends. Hey, I love you. Thanks for listening this week. And I can't wait to spend another week with you next week on episode 93 of Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives.